0: Welcome and thanks for joining us for this week's encouraging and faith-building message from C3 Topol. For more information about C3 Topol, visit our website c3churchtopor.org.nz. Now for this week's message. Hey, I want to really, I've been really excited uh, for this series. I only found out, you know, my wife is an incredible administrator of my world. um, and and she shouldn't be like, you know, you've got to man up every now and then. And like, I love my calendar, but sometimes I forget to put things in my calendar. I had a staff event last night, which is pretty major because it's our staff. Um, and it wasn't in the calendar, and she didn't even know that we had a staff event last night. And uh, so, this is kind of like the journey that Briley and I have is, is trying to work out how to be not managed, but, you know, just encouraged along the way. And uh, we've we've got this beautiful journey at the moment where. Uh, we're trying to just find, find my center, you know, we're trying to just get to this place of understanding where God's at, and um, I didn't even know I was preaching today, so I didn't just find out this morning, so don't, don't worry about that, I've had plenty of time to prepare, my wife's been really amazing and, and guided me, but it was last week, and uh, we're just yarning and, and um, I said, man, I can't wait, you know, Luke, you're on, and he's like, no, I'm not, and I was like, oh, hang on, uh, Mikhail, Summer, Briley, <laughs> they're like, no, no, it's you, and I'm like, are you sure? Like, I would have felt it, you know, God would have, you know, surely, you know. Anyway, I've actually, I, and so, so I tell you this, this is my whole life, uh, but I'm really, I'm really excited because this is the series that I get to kick off, and, um, and it's Jesus. And so I was like, yeah, come on, that's a bonus point for me, Luke can have tonight, um, I get to take this morning. And uh, I'm really excited that we were starting this journey uncovering who Jesus is. And uh, I know that we all go, I know who Jesus is, Son of God. Well, that's easy. You know, well, that was what we learned in Sunday school and when we got saved. And, but there's a lot about Jesus that I didn't know. I still don't know. And I'm on this beautiful journey of discovering who Christ is. So I got saved when I was 16. I was 15 or 16. And uh, it was through the process of my mum forcing me to go to church. And uh, I was under her roof and her rules under her roof where you go to church. So there was this process of, I don't want to go to church, to you have to go to church. And, uh, and the awesome thing was, is I actually had the most amazing God moment at the ocean. And I, was, I had a group of leaders that were into surfing, I was into bodyboarding, and so the fact that they invited me along and God had a moment shows me there's unity amongst bodyboarders and surfers. <laughs> uh, I just want you to, you know, so God's in the in the unity game. But what... This incredible moment took place where I was able to hear these guys having a conversation about God, about Jesus. And I'd been to church, but I hadn't really had the moment of, of change in my world. Like, you know, they talk about the old has gone and the new has come. I had no idea what that looked like. I not know what it felt like. And uh, we're out in the ocean down in Durban, and uh, we're just chilling out. And it's as if the, it was a great day. Surfing was all good. But then there was like as if for a moment there was just flat water. Uh, there were still waves, but it was really flat. No one was catching anything. But I was able to sit and have a conversation with these guys, and they spoke into my life. And I asked questions, and it was through this process that I was saved properly, um, that I actually felt something internally, and I said, God, if, if this is you, like just, just do something right now. And for ages, there were just no waves. Like, it's terrible, really, but it was great for me in that moment, because I came to salvation, and I got to meet Jesus, and it was a really powerful moment. But then the coolest thing happened is the waves kind of picked up again. So I'm like, well, maybe it's you know between sets because I've heard that phrase before, but you know I just believe God just put his hand on the water, calmed it down, no waves, and then boom, got saved, carried on surfing, it was a great time. But in my salvation, this was during an interesting ser- uh, time in life where um, there was this WWJD. Anyone like, yeah, okay. So what would Jesus do? Now, I can already see the youth guys going, oh, cheese factor alert. Uh, <laughs> And I agree. I genuinely agree. Uh, Did anyone else have one of those rubber things on your arm that said WWJD? Yeah. No, there's more than three people. There's going to be forgiveness altar call after this. Yeah. What would Jesus do? And that was the mandate under which I was saved. Like, I was so excited about Jesus. I was so excited about becoming a Christian. I was so excited because it wasn't because mom told me to. I now was excited to go to church and be with church people and and worship and whatever that looked like. I got highly invested into um, youth group. And I just, I wanted to change the world. And then the craziest thing happened was someone gave me this book called Jesus Freaks. Okay. Great book. Anyone looking at me going, what the heck is that? Okay, it's designed to look this old. It's not because it's old. It's made this way. And this was made by a band called DC Talk. We're going to bring back that song. We're bringing it back. Okay. But this book is a book full, fully dedicated to people that have given up their life because they believe that Jesus is real, that he, they will not turn from him, They will not lay down their own stuff uh, for the sake of Jesus. You know, they're not going to go, I'm giving it up and hoping I'll live. They're like, no, 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 we're not moving. We are standing firm that Christ is in us, that we are ambassadors for Christ. And they lived a life that didn't just show it, but actually it, it was an example to humanity that these guys were martyred for their faith. They were killed for their faith. And I started to really ponder on this as as God was just showing me the message for today. And as we looked at Jesus and and he is our Prince of Peace, he is the Messiah, the Son of God. And I want to kick us off this morning looking at, uh, we all know that Jesus saves. And many of us are here because Jesus saved us. We've been set free. Uh, We said yes to him. We invited him into our hearts. And if you haven't ever done that, maybe after this you might feel a real stir, and I hope you do, and we will give you that opportunity to do that for yourself. But this is a, a moment where I want us to actually look at what else did Jesus come for? Like, he came to, to, to save us, but then there was another part. His whole ministry was about the kingdom of heaven, about how do we live saved, Like I got saved, and that's like I stand in the doorway, I knocked, and God said, hey, you're saved. Welcome, Jesus. This is Ryan, Ryan, Jesus. Saved. And then many people, I went to Bible college with many people that were on fire, just as I was, who were stuck in the doorway of salvation and haven't stepped into what it looks like to be a Christ follower, a Christ ambassador, an atmosphere changer, an enemy defeater, someone that is actually going to change the world. Now that's a journey for me, don't, don't, it's not as easy just to say, that has been a genuine journey for me to, to do this, because when we step out, we're saying, God, it's all or nothing, because we can often, the enemy comes up against us, we take a few steps back in, and that's happened for us, but then I'm reminded by what Jesus did, what it cost so that I could be set free, And it gives me a reminder that my shield of faith is not to be put backwards in defense mode that I can't be hurt. But it is actually to push back the darkness in our world and to push into people's situations a shield of faith that we know God is behind us to the left and right and he is in front of us. So we have nothing to fear. And that our shield of faith is not for defense but to push back the darkness that is in this place. And so my message this morning is for us to look at and to reflect on the revelation of who Jesus is in your world. Who is he in your world today? There are incredible moments all through scripture that that talk about Jesus and the encounters people have had with Christ. And some of those we're going to look at today because what I've discovered the most is no one goes to Christ and doesn't get transformed. Like there is a change that takes place. It's the most beautiful thing. But they go broken and they return not just whole or healed, but it's so much more than that. There's relationship. There is healing and salvation in most of the times when someone comes up against Jesus. And so for us, I know the same thing is true, that when we have a moment, when we encounter Christ, that we come into relationship with Him. We are healed and made whole. And we get to walk out in the freedom that He paid such a great price for, and my heart is that we leave today walking in that great freedom that God paid for us to have. So this Jesus Freak book, there's a great passage. Uh, it's like a song, and I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm just going to read the the wording, um, you know, because you know there's boundaries for you know the music team, and I'm bound to not sing. And it says this. this, it's actually a song, but it says Jesus Freak. What would people think when they hear that I'm a Jesus Freak? What will people do when they find that it's true? I don't really care if they label me a Jesus Freak, because there ain't no disguising the truth. What will people think? What will people do? I don't really care. What else can I say? There ain't no disguising the truth. So in my young days of what would Jesus do, my mum was very much against tattoos, like hectically against tattoos. And it's ironic that during my WWJD days of what would Jesus do, I actually got my first tattoo when I was 18. And uh, I got it uh, of this symbol at the back from a Jesus freak book, because I thought, you know, if it's religious, then mum might approve. (laughs) And so it's the world, half the world with half the crown of thorns. And it was my first tattoo. And my best friend, Matt, uh, he was coming with me to the time we got it done. And he's like, Does your mum know? I said, No, why don't you phone her and tell her? Now, my mum had never met Matt. And so he's phoning, going, Hey, Karen, this is Matt. You know, I'm with Ryan. Oh, great. What are you guys up to? Oh, he's getting a tattoo. And the phone went off. Anyway, so then she phones back, No, really, is that actually happening? And that was the introduction to my mum of, Hey, you know, this is my life of what would Jesus do? And so I went through this journey of discovering that my tattoo at the time was just a, a, a reflection of where I was at in the time, but my heart was so set on this Jesus freak thing. Like I listened to the song, like what would Jesus do? And, and I'm a Jesus freak, and like I read this so many times, I ended up, I've bought 11 copies, given nine away, because I just, I'm so amazed that people would lay their life down for a cause such as Jesus, Because I was talking to Luke and and, and Ryan, and I'm like, man, what would we lay down for Jesus? Like, it's hard enough just laying down 10%. Like, it's hard enough serving more than once a month. Like, it's hard enough to just come to church some days. But what would we lay down? And so for me, the mandate of my life is, is I started on fire. But then over the years, I got busier. I didn't have really a job. I didn't have a wife or kids. Now I have all that, and I've bought a business, and we're helping run church, and life has now feels like it's consumed so much time. And it's easy for me to say, well, man, I'm still on fire, but, but not like I was. And so my reflection is this, that as we walk from salvation to the doors of eternity, there is actually something for us to do, and that is our life. The life that Christ paid for, He came so we could have a life and a life to the full. Others say abundantly, others say a rich and full life. And so what that tells me is that He paid for something that is more than mundane. It is more than I'm too busy. It's more than I'll get to it tomorrow or maybe when I've got a degree or maybe when I've got a house and things slow right down. No, no, no. He paid that from today, the moment of salvation, that you would have a rich and full and abundant life. Now, don't get me wrong because I can easily read that too and go, man, I'm going to just be wealthy. Money's going to flow from heaven. No, no. A rich life is when you look around your life and you see friends that empower you. They pray for you when you're going through hard times that actually speak hope and truth into your life when you're going through dark times. It is about having abundant life that yes, you may be financially well off or you're going through times but your faith is still strong. That is abundance and a full life when we can stand in a moment of poverty at times and still know God is gonna get me through this season of my life. Our life from salvation to the doors of eternity matters. Like there is, we can, we can get stuck in the doorway of salvation. And that's great, because then we know where we're going, and I, that's a good thing. But it's also an amazing journey when we actually take the salvation and the gift of salvation with us, not just for me or for you, but into our workplaces, into our spheres of community and sports and, and, and wherever you are, family situations, that we can actually help people encounter Jesus and be transformed that the old would go and the new would come. And so I've gone through this process many times, and, have, and people have asked me, like, oh, if I get saved, I have to give this up, and I've got to stop being this. I've got to be a goody-two-shoes Christian. That didn't happen for me. You know, I got saved and went and got a tattoo. So, you know, I'm, I'm still working that out. But, and then I just got more, so the process is not really helping. Um, I'm waiting for Jesus to really convict that, but, you know, um, it's all good. But what I want us to look at today is... There are moments in the Word of God, in his Bible, where Jesus had encounters with people, where they were radically changed. Transformation took place, and I believe that it's a great example for each one of us to reflect on our own lives. And I'm not standing here going, you should, you must, I think you must. No, no, my heart is that Holy Spirit would convict you to look at your own world and go, am I a Christ follower? yes then what does that really look like for me and my household? Because when we say things like, for me and my household, we will serve the Lord, and we've declared that as mighty men and women of this house, are we? Are we? Last night when I was at the staff thing, I was just chatting with the team, and and it was a farewell to the old owners, and kind of like a celebration for me and Briley buying it. And um, Briley wasn't able to be there because we had a few extra kids, and, and it was just chaos at home. And so I went along to this thing, and and everyone was saying their little bits, and hey, thanks, Dave, and and you guys have been awesome, and and it was so good. And I just started to listen to the messages and the things that these guys were speaking. And it just made me think, like, this is a moment, not to try and save everyone, but to actually just maybe put a bit of hope. Maybe, Maybe just give, like, a hint. And so I started to declare things, and Dave, like, he is a father to the fatherless. He is an incredible man, and if you haven't met him, he's a great guy. But, but each of these young people were, were saying he's been there for them. And so in this moment, I don't want to just do the normal, hey, Dave, you're so great. The business was awesome to swap over and, and thanks so much. And hey, look, what a great team you have. But I started to you words like, you know, you have a depth inside of you of wisdom and love for a next generation. And I believe that as you go from one place to another, that you're going to carry that wherever you go. And he's in tears, not because I'd said anything fancy, but because I'd put truth of who he is back into him half an hour later we're sitting down and everyone's chatting and having a wine and me and David just having a yarn and he starts asking about church and he's like I don't really know much about church but he's like what I do know is whenever I'm around you or Mark or Sarah he's like I just feel like I could come to your church and it would be okay and I thought on reflection, I was like, isn't that awesome? We don't go in there to Bible bash him. We just go in and show him who Christ is in us. It is how we live, the way we treat people. And, and little seeds along the way have been planted, and it's the most beautiful journey. And so this is who Jesus is. He is Christ in us. He is the light of the world. He is the hope of the world. And wherever we go, I, I pray and hope that wherever you go, you are carrying Christ with you in a way that isn't boxed up or held in, but actually is allowed to move in freedom wherever you go, that you would speak hope, you would speak truth, that you would bring wisdom into the places that you speak. And so this uh, scripture, 2 Corinthians 5, it says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. The old is gone and the new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself That is the message that we carry, that we, Christ came to reconcile the lost back to the Father, back to God. He gave it all so that we could have relationship back with the Father. But it doesn't stop there. It says, we implore you that we are Christ's, you and I are Christ's ambassadors to go and help reconcile the lost back to the Father, the broken back to the Father, that we would put our lives on the line, and we may not be martyrs that our lives would be done, but maybe we could put our, our, our integrity on the line. The way people see you, or if I said Jesus in this staff meeting, they're going to look at me different. We are Christ ambassadors. That means we believe fully in who and what he did for us. And an ambassador goes and tries to get everyone else to feel the same thing to see the same thing, to know the same thing. And so we've got to help people be transformed into this new creation. And so I just want to touch, I've only got a few minutes left, but I want to just touch on a couple of points where Jesus had great encounters. One of them I shared just recently, and it's the moment of the Good Samaritan. He tells a story of what it looks like to love your neighbor. Loving your neighbor is someone like maybe you've come from a nation that was highly racist. That is the story of Michal, it's all she's ever felt. Or maybe there's someone that has an illness and you think, oh my goodness, what if I caught it? No, no, love your neighbor means it doesn't matter what the world is telling you, it's what Christ is telling you. And Christ says that we are to be the hands and feet, that Christ had his arms open to every person of every generation denomination religion culture arms open and that's the journey of the good Samaritan there's the widow and this is such a beautiful testament to a woman who had nothing other than two mites and they talked about this it would be about a tenth of a day's wages and it's all she had, but, but she believed so much in who God was and what was happening that when it came to an offering at the temple and there were guys with their big gold whatevers and they were like, yeah, look at me. Hey, you see what I'm putting into this? And she turned up humble with all she had and placed it in. And, it, and this is a great reminder that God's not looking at what actually we put in. It's the heart of what we're giving, not financially financially. That is part of it. But in everything we do, what are we prepared to do for Christ? What is our motive? What is, what, is our, uh, what is the posture of our heart when we step into what God has called us? And in Matthew 5, where God says, Jesus says, love your enemies. If they curse you, pray for them and love them. I'm like, that's, that's ridiculous. You ask anyone in the world, no, 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 just write them off. Forgiveness? Nah, Forgiveness breaks walls and it brings reconciliation to a lost people who go, there is a hope for me. And I know that you're sitting in this room and maybe you have unsettled forgiveness in your world. I can't encourage you enough. It is time today to reconcile wrongs that have been made, maybe by you or someone else. But it is a moment for you to take a step of faith and trust that God is gonna bring reconciliation to your relationships, your friendships and whatever that might be. John 10.10, I'll finish with this. A thief's purpose is to steal, kill, and destroy, but my purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. This is what we were talking about before. Christ came to reconcile us to his Father, to our Father. But he has such a beautiful life for you and I. And you might be in a tough time today. You may be going through some tough moments in your world today. But I know that there is an incredible gift of salvation, of reconciliation, of transformation when we come to Jesus. Why don't you stand with me as I, uh, we're just going to close the service. I just want to read something. Just close your eyes and um, really just allow Holy Spirit to work in your heart. I just want to read you something. It's, um, it's called My Jesus. And this is a testimony that I've written down for my world. And I want to share it with you today. When I was a small boy, I knew not of my dad. And with each passing year, I turned ever so sad. Life passed me by as I hid from humanity. It seemed the right choice to keep my childish sanity. From home to home and school to school, I soon found out that this world is cruel. I lied, I cheated, I became someone I hated. What was the point of even being created? The years went by for this sad little boy. I was at the end and fell out of joy. This is my son with whom I'm well pleased. The words that God spoke, they became like a seed. Growing deep down within me and changing my ways, this love for the lost, the lonely and strays, my life began to change as I learned about this son. There was no reason now to stay on the run. What could I do now to know this son more? So I went to a few churches and prayer meetings galore. But all that I heard and what people kept saying just never made sense. Ryan, keep on praying. Frustration arose and I began to hate And by this time, I thought it was too late. But in my own time, I eventually came round to find that through Christ, now I am found. He had never given up on me. He was with me to the end. He is a genuine, loyal and mighty true friend. This is where I'm humbled as I get to know him more. He died on the cross. You might ask whatever for. Well, my Jesus is more than we'll ever know. But in His presence, church, we surely will grow. My life was changed because of the Son who rose from the grave like the early morning sun. No longer do I fear the sin from my past because who I am now will for eternity last. Thank you, Jesus, that you took all of my sin. A new purpose-filled life I can now begin. I look to the Son who saved my lost soul. This is my Jesus who makes each of us whole. It's never too late to meet Him yourself. Because in my Jesus, you'll find true wealth. It doesn't matter what I've done or the things I have said, because my life is renewed as his blood was shed. And so to the revelation that hit me one unsuspecting day, but in such a loving and peaceful way, my words were open, my heart set free, because now I knew my purpose that I was meant to be. One by one, he mends us with ease because we are all his children With whom he is well pleased. So, Father, I thank you that in this place we are your children with whom you were well pleased. And, Father, I just thank you that you are taking us on a journey, that we have come into relationship with you, that your son laid it all down at the cross, that we might have a reconciliation, a, a relationship restored back to the Father. And I thank you for the gift, I thank you for the sacrifice, I thank you for what it took. To get our freedom. And I thank you, God, and I celebrate in this moment the freedom that we all have. We celebrate the victory that took place, that death could not hold our Jesus, that He is our Savior and our Lord. And Father, I pray that as people leave this place today, that God, they would be filled, equipped, fully equipped, uh, and built up, filled with faith that they would no longer be fearful of what's around them, that they would have a language and an atmosphere of faith around them that would declare your true authority and love for not just ourselves, but every son and daughter that the gift of Jesus was paid. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. Have a blessed week.